welcome folks it's the dipped in nonsense podcast thank you so much for joining us hope you're having a beautiful evening day night whenever man it's crazy we're just out here living life you feel me and we've got some uh a wonderful guest with us this week um you know let's hit it off with some intros starting down the line what up it's your boy kevin aka atticus warhol aka loud the rat aka fresh from a world cup victory Uh, sub cash money sub the savage you already know who it is it's your boy q coming with that heat every single week and our special guest this week please introduce yourself yes my name is matthew yonamura aka kevin lou oh that man is wanted (laughs) several countries so you know did you guys you guys, you got Spotify, right? You know, y'all be on Spotify. Yes. You be listening. Is that yes. your streaming music streaming platform of, of choice? I don't own any music, <laughs> so you know, you know that Spotify Wrapped. You know, every year Spotify drops like their little Spotify Wrapped statistics okay. on what okay. you've been listening to, how you've been, your vibes, essentially, algorithm. who you are Dang. is in this Dang. playlist. It's like Google, but this year Wrapped. What was on your guys' Spotify Wrapped? Did you check it um, out yet? I think. Let me see. I think my like top two genres are like city pop and hip hop. Yeah, that's and tight. then uh, I had my cousin Ginger Root as you know number three in the guest list. Nice. But uh, I was two an adventurer. Twenty five genres. Mm. You know. Ooh, nice. I had yeah. like a big one too. Yeah. Like, I don't remember how many genres, but oh. they're like you're an adve- yeah adventurer. Yeah, that's, yeah. I honestly <laughs> only saw those people. I, I'm curious as the person who only had one genre. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 What about I, you, Matthew? I was definitely under the adventure too. But I think the main thing I noticed was one or the craziest part about mine mm-hmm. was the minute breakdown. Oh. I had forty one thousand minutes on podcast. Oh, oh wow. Hey, That's nice. impressive. And nice. the whole thing overall was sixty five thousand. So Wow. I spent Yo, you driving <laughs> your car. Dude, I was headphones. You know, and, I, when I work out, I don't listen to music. I just do podcasts. That's great. That's crazy. What's your? I'm curious. Like, what's your top podcast or what are your yeah. go tos? What's the? Mine is H3. I know that's like yes, yeah, a one where people are. It's hit I, or miss with people, but I love H3. What is that? Like Let them know. The, uh, what is it? Ethan and uh, what's his what's his wife's name? Ela. Ela. Yeah, dude, they're that's great. Them. Uh, Bobby Lee. Everything he does. That's Bad great. Oh, nice. Tiger Belly. Belly nice. Tiger Belly. Everything. Um. I used to be big on Two Bears, One Cave, kind of fell off on Yeah, movie. the Tom and yeah. Burt Kreischer. I love those two. They're funny. Tom's, I've been watching uh, or listening to Your Mom's House. Wow. Yeah, it's funny. It's hilarious. Yo, yeah. dude, that's, yeah. uh, I did the math and you're 61,000, uh, or 61,000 minutes is equivalent to 42 days. Nice. I'm just like pure listening, enjoyment. That's pretty good. I gotta get those numbers up. That feels like <laughs> it's oh, <laughs> <they're> lackluster. <laughs> but, but what about you guys? What about you guys? That's impressive um, with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What's I had a uh, for my top genre was hip hop. You already know number one. My top artist. Oh. That Larry June. You feel hey, me? Numbers, Larry June represent numbers. Like, we healthy out here. What's that? Vince Staples was next. No okay. surprise. I've been having Ramona Park broke my heart on Dang. repeat. I, that's such an easy listen to me. Like yeah. when it, I don't know what to listen to, I'll just put it on. His and I'm concept like, songs. It's good. It just sounds great. Dope. Then I got Kendrick, Mr. Tyler, the creator, oh, nice. and then you know my girl Janet. Woo! <laughs> Janet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to love me some Janet? Yeah. What about you, Sev? Who's uh, in your uh, 
top five my right? top uh five oh. so it was pretty funny um drake was number one yeah isn't that crazy oh, yeah. she was a drake guy. hold oh, on we gotta play hey, that was my number one too yeah. i mean he dropped two albums in a year like how that's true you know? yeah. yeah apparently he was like on a lot of people's like top fives and stuff so <laughs> number one is drake and then we have tyler the creator uh kendrick lamar yeah. steve lacy and mac miller which wow. is cool to see because nice. like, oh, our boy yeah. he's still, still going strong yeah. in the rotation <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, who was in your top five? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine were just Drake. I oh, mean, hey. I, mean, hey. I was like, dude. Hey, you guys tapped in. I mean, I was just like, how do you not listen to this? I, I like the, the new music that comes out. I'm yeah. going to at least yeah. try it out. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, no matter at what you think of him, I know he's a cornball. Yeah. yeah. But he <laughs> makes hits. That's why we love him. He, yeah. he makes hits. hits. He does. It's undeniable. Yeah. And then my favorite artist of all time is Frank Ocean. Hey. So he was my number two. Nice. Uh, which blonde. I was like hitting myself. I did not notice the sound bites until uh. just now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, even though he hasn't put out music, I'm like, I, I always want him to be on my number yeah, one. Dude, but it's like, yeah. I, I give myself the pass because he hasn't put out music. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's been years. Right? I um, love his just like listening, start to finish his album. Yeah. Legend you know? status. It's just a concept. Yeah. Channel Orange, you get all those like, like PlayStation riffs and blowing out the cartridge mm -hmm. and all those other things. It just, it's just timeless. I just hope that he delivers that Coachella, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah, drops an album before. We'll supposedly. If supposedly. he's coming. Every time there's a homer radio, it's like, bro. He's gonna drop something. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Never happened. Never. Never. <laughs> Who's, who else? Who's else on the top? I, uh, I if I'm being honest, oh. I did have Rex Orange County on there. Yeah, hey. that's good. Hey. But I know there's Yo. some stuff with him. You know, hey, Is there? You're, oh. just say it was before he got canceled. Oh. It was. Yeah, Actually, yeah. it was. It hey, was. he got canceled. It was yeah. one yeah. allegation, oh. right? Was yeah. there more? Allegation? I was the one. Let's not get too deep. Too many allegators. Deep waters, man. Yeah, but was before it was before that. It's all good. Kendrick and then Tyler the Creator. I love it. Go. Yeah. There's a couple of things that I think are fun about the Spotify wrapped things. Mm -hmm. it fun, one, it's interesting to see your own statistics, but mm -hmm. I think what's more interesting is I love like people all complain about it, but I love seeing friends or people that I know share yeah. theirs because it's just interesting. so interesting because it's very telling about their personalities mm -hmm. or what their mindsets are, like oh, what yeah. they're feeling, like yeah. their top song, like one of my yeah. uh, homegirls, her top song is like count me out and like and you know but, and she's a fighter going through a tough workout oh. i wasn't expecting it but I, I, I could just tell that like that's like a motivate you know i'm yeah. not surprised that, but it's so it's like that type of stuff it's you cool. can see what kind of like headspace is in or what people really love by their top artists and what's dope about that is i saw kendrick was in so many people's tops and yeah. i was like impressed with that i'm like go kendrick but yeah. it was interesting to see the range of people who he was in their top. I was actually surprised by a lot of the people who I saw Kendrick was in like their top three of the year. I was <laughs> like, what? Cool. Like you see Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar yeah. in the same, and then one person yeah, just looks dude. like. <laughs> it, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Nice, nice. That's a good list. We everyone went through the list over here. Oh yeah, you, went, you did yours. So what were the overall like stats? Like like the, the most streamed or? Yeah, so Spotify, oh. they not only do. Um, they collect all your data. Your person, not only your personal data. Yes. Uh, but yeah. also the data at large. Um, so let's see. The most streamed artist globally yeah. this year was number one, Bad Bunny. Dang. Of course. I really don't know if I've heard one song. I mean, I feel like you've heard in, in the, the background. background probably. But like, yeah. there's no way you haven't. You yet. don't purposely search Bad yeah. Bunny mm. and yeah. throw it on. But I was like hanging out with some friends and like, 
they were just like, oh, bad body this, bad body that. I was like, yeah. I was like okay, all right, <laughs> throw it in there. I was like, what about some polo and pants? Like, oh, bad buddy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's cool, but like, shout out to him. He's had a very successful oh year. Oh my gosh. He's killing it. Bullet Train, he was cool in Bullet Train. <laughs> you know oh, yeah, you see that funny. movie? Not yet. It's good. It's good, but I liked it. All right, so we got bad bunny number one. Taylor Swift, number two. She killed it this year. At least she yeah. wasn't number <laughs> Number three, Drizzy, you know, Drizzy, our boy. Okay. Number four, The Weeknd, who you, Dang. Just, you can't get rid the, of the him weekend. off of lists. Like, you can't get rid of him. He's what like, was his last always, um, like two um, years ago or something like, like that. Was... I don't know. I'm not like a hu- the hugest okay. Weeknd fan. I just remember so. he got a, a Nickelodeon blimp for the song, I Can't Feel My Face With That I'm With You. That's and I was like, why? weird. Yeah, that's weird. Weird. he performed it at like the Kids' Choice Awards. And it's just like a song about Coke. Anyways, um, BTS took the number five spot. What? The that's crazy. Shout I thought Korea. that would have been higher. Me too, but yeah. I think... Does, do, do, they, they're like taking a break. Maybe they're like do just... people in Korea use Spotify though? Huh. Because you know how like... Asia has their own apps. Yeah. It's right. global. It's globally. So, uh, like, let's see. For example, the most streamed songs. Number one was Harry Styles. Man, these are boring. Okay, all right. <laughs> We're skipping that to the most streamed albums globally. Okay. Number one, the most streamed album this year of 2022 was Uno Verano Sin by Bad Bunny. Oh, I like I like the pronunciation. Yeah, number one. Just number one. Yeah. Harry's House by Harry Styles. That's a pretty funny name <laughs> That's for a funny album. Name. Harry's House. Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Mm, got oh. number three spot. <laughs> equal Sign by Ed Sheeran. Got number four. It's literally just two an equal sign. And then uh, Planet Her by Doja Cat. I was Dang. happy to see Doja, Doja Cat. Cat. Yeah. Doja. The kids, the kids. She's holding it down. Too. She drops some new merch. Yeah. Big. She's, she's gonna be around for a long yeah. you, time. Yep. You know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of like seeing a second or like the new wave of like Missy Elliott. That's what I was just gonna say. Mm. Really? Because if you watch Missy Elliott, she was groundbreaking Creative. in her time. Yeah. And she wasn't like the idealistic, picturesque kind of like like R&B artist, but she pushed the envelope mm. yep. with everything she did. Yeah. And that's like, it, I could see Doja, yeah. yeah, following in that that yeah. that just that creative space, mm-hmm. like her music videos, like how she presents herself, like I don't know, she's definitely uh, she's killing it. Yeah, she's, she's in that so episode unique. Of Dave. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> I, I see. It's just wild because they're so different as artists, but I get what you're saying in terms uh, of like overall as like a creator or yeah, performer. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like the range too. I didn't think I yeah the, she the has range a range, you know she can cool. sing, she can it's rap, she can her flow good. can like switch up For like having this zany creative yeah. aspect. Oh she's gonna host S- she's gonna host SNL so many times. Oh my career. god, that's great. Oh my gosh, oh. I hope. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Has she done it yet? I don't know, but she should. She should. She'd be great. I, would, I would like actually baby watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't yeah. watched that show. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll tune in for that. Right, right, right. Doja. Yeah. Q, no. I know I just met you, but has anyone told you you look like Ludacris a little bit? Man, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny. Is that one, a, okay. one other person in my life and she was really like that's hilarious she's like it's not a bad thing i was like which luda i'm like is it like which era i want yeah like, if it's like, early if it's early, early luda, luda early luda i'm like dang he's tight but you know post all the fast oh. and the furious movies now you look like he's like goofy you look like too fast too furious the, uh, the, hey, whichever one he was right, that's, that's, that's when he was still luda. that's like Right after hip hop, just cool get it in. Yeah, that's that's still no cool shade, no shade. Yeah. I promise. Yeah, I was just like, like man, this guy this looks familiar. 
Fire. One other person <laughs> said that about. Me. That's hilarious. I wonder if you got like a big fro. Like, is that like some like Luda. a Halloween? Is that who I got to be? Next I mean, year? Hey, that would that would be a year long like, Halloween bitch. costume. Like, you just play that. You got the big old arms. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, I got the big <laughs> arms, dude. That was like even him like the Hulk back, arms painted brown. When I was like in, like to show my age when I was in middle school and saw that music, I was like. This is hilarious. Yeah, he was you know? great. He had the line where it's like, it feels like a midget hanging on my necklace. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like a guy. And it's like, I'm like, I'm like, there's wow, like a guy on the necklace. Yeah, you couldn't do that today. Yeah. You couldn't do That's that today. Crazy. He was funny. Um, oh. One last uh, statistic from the Spotify rap, and yeah. then we'll move on is, uh, the most popular podcast, because we know you love podcasts, Matthew. Oh, number oh, one, Dipped in Nonsense. Yeah, number one. Dip, and that's no, it. No that's surprise it. there. Changing Tides is number two. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Hey. We appreciate it. Changing Tides. And tide. three through five being shot. Um, so, number one is actually, is this really a big surprise? Uh, the Joe Rogan Experience I mean, was the most popular podcast yeah, globally. Uh, Call Her Daddy was number two. Wow. Well, what is that? Do you know what that? I don't know. You know what Call Her Daddy? I kind of want to listen now. That was the barstool one. They had the whole drama oh. with one of the hosts leaving. It oh, was the whole oh, the barstool, the barstool sports. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was it's a barstool podcast. Oh, okay, but they're huge. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? The drama that happens in the podcast community. I know. It's and like wild. we all know, know about it. <laughs> yeah. Like even uh, with Tiger Belly. Oh, I'm tuned in. Yeah, Kalila and Bobby Lee. It's like reality TV. I honestly haven't heard it in a while. I just knew like. There is this one episode where like we're breaking up, and then also like, mm -hmm. but then she has like her podcast with like two other female hosts, mm -hmm. and then he's trying to like do his podcast with her still. Yeah. But honestly, I haven't really like listened to it, it like a lot because I found the David Chang podcast. Mm -hmm. But like they're but, still like, doing it. There's together? some drama. Dang. There's some drama. Okay. There's all oh, man. There's drama everywhere. Yeah, yeah. drama. Yeah. Joe Budden. And um, it's yeah. cool seeing like them hopping on different each other's yeah. podcasts. Like um, there's one I listen to called See the Thing Is Pod, and they were mm. talking. They're mentioning Andrew Schultz, and I was like, what? they're cool with him. Like, it's, oh. it's such a small world. Uh, the two girls that um, they have their own podcast. I, I don't know. I might have showed it once to oh. you guys, but yeah. Anyways, I'm just like, damn, that's pretty yeah, cool. Dope. And then they just grow each other's audiences with the collaboration. It's, it's like, like when EDM artists share like a sample. So <laughs> when you go to EDC, it's the same song, but it's, 50 yeah. remixes. It's, yeah. the, it's the moves to make. On that Number three spot, Anything Goes with M Emma Chamberlain. Ooh. Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain. No? Oh, isn't she like, um? I know she's popular, I think, for like her style, I want to oh, say. She's the cool. YouTuber. Uh, okay. uh, she she's also has a huge platform. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is what it says. Recorded from the comfort of her bed, Emma talks at length about whatever is on <laughs> her mind every week. Anything goes, anything really does go on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, uh. she just like has a studio bed. So. Yeah, okay. it's just like cool. her alone. I'm kind of like curious I don't know, now. is it her to alone? Be one of the or do people singers? get in bed? No, it seems her. like she's just in the bed. Mm -hmm. Caso 63 is uh, number four spot. Caso okay. 63 and that is it says in parentheses all languages. So I'm like, mm. oh, what does that mean? all language. That's what crazy. Does that mean? Yeah, it's all in es it's in espanol. Uh -oh. uh, no me hablo espanol. You gotta go these and crime junkies number five. I was oh, waiting for the crime one. Yeah. Yeah. When is the true detective stuff gonna come in? Yeah. True yeah. crime. Do you guys know like last podcast on the left? Do you guys like crime stuff? You guys listen to the crime podcast? Yeah. You like the serial killer wave? Is that your Yo, cup of tea? Uh, um, What's up? The I met some people and um, they love all that shit. They're all into it. They're like all talking about it. Me and B were like, we can't really watch that stuff because like 
it's just too much too yeah. dark sometimes, sometimes. like I, you know like right before bed it's like mm -hmm. i just can't do it but so, they're like we watched the casey anthony doc what? that came out because like they're all hyped for it there's like oh. a doc about and she's like telling her side of the story i don't know but they like knew all these facts and and they're talking about all these i guess they like send each other like different crazy murders oh that have goodness. like happened really? and shit and i'm like, like you guys colors. are crazy the only yeah. one i got into was the cereal Right. That was a serialized, like, it was a long thing, and it, like, they ended up op reopening the actual court case. Dang, that's oh, because oh, of the podcast. So, the one with, um, dang, who's that guy? It, they did an HBO Making show a it on YouTube. Or yeah, 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 it's the same one. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he Ad Adnan Syed. Yeah, like Adnan Syed. Oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. His, that story yeah. is crazy. Adnan Syed. Yeah, there's a, there, the TV series was called The Case Against. Uh, there's been a couple of things, oh. but. Mm -hmm. This podcast um, led to Adnan Syed's release. Yeah. And yeah, that's crazy because he was 23 years incarcerated what? for the mysterious murder of his girlfriend at the time. And they believed it was him as this Muslim guy. And they um, threw him in jail. Mm -hmm. So podcasts have power. <laughs> well, so, well, you know, they fast. do. Speaking of uh, podcasts and hot things, you want to talk about what's trending today with the... Uh... Yay. Later. Uh, later. Let's talk about oh, our guests. Oh, Let's yeah, talk about right. our guests. Let's, let's, let's I thought we were talking about the, the actual hot topic. Right so, Matt, right. tell us, tell us uh, who you are. What's up? What's for up sure. with you, man? Who what is there? going on? Well, you know, thank you for having me on. Thanks um, for coming. You know, I only know through you guys through Kevin. So, it's it's. I was just kind of thrown into the mix. But uh, I know Kevin because we're both pretty involved with the JA community, the Japanese-American community. I uh, work my day job is with Changing Tides. We're a nonprofit program of Little Tokyo Service Center. It's all about mental health within the AAPI youth and promoting uh, open conversations. So I've been working there for about a year. So that's how Kevin has seen me at numerous events. We've just been around and um, yeah, so we offer different programs, different initiatives to either open up the conversation or to provide actual resources, whether it be uh, therapy. Uh, we provide six to 10 free therapy sessions per individual in this program. And then we're trying to launch one by the beginning of January of 2023 uh, for suicide prevention trainings. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So all about mental health. And then uh, outside when I have my free time and I'm actually cutting back on hours with my my work is because uh, I'm working on a documentary. I went to school for film. Yo, wow. nice. yeah. And uh, it's about a classmate of mine, Ryze Williams. He passed away due to a super rare form of cancer Whoa. the day before our high school graduation. Oh, yeah, so it's uh, it's a cancer called renal medullary carcinoma. Mm. It's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. uh, primarily only impacts young black men for the most part, but it impacts carriers of the sickle cell trait. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah, so trying to cover his life, cover the cancer, and get them some support because, yeah. when it, let's face it, when it comes to healthcare, people of color fall by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're trying to do, like address the overall issue and then specifically this cancer and Rise's life too. So yeah, film, uh, mental health, those are my two big passions. Uh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, so changing tides that sounds incredible what got you involved in it or yeah. Like, yeah what kind of drew you to it because like i think i don't know i have a lot of respect for that's uh being a part of something that's like providing an actual like real service mm. to others and it's service to like other people i think it's i just have a 
a very incredible amount of respect for people who like put Thank their you. time to that. I think that's awesome. So yeah, what kind of drew you to that? You know, I, I just had like horrible depression in my senior year of high school. Mm. And I didn't really know how to get help because I didn't know what to call it. Mm. Like, I didn't know what to call what I was experiencing. I just called it a funk. But then like, as I spoke to my peers and they're like, oh, I've, I, I know that kind of feeling too, but I don't know what to call it either. And then I'm lucky enough to have family who's supportive of uh, self-care mm. mental health so then i went to a psychi- psychiatrist uh diagnosed with clinical depression and then just because of like the awareness of my mental health and like by speaking to others if i didn't speak to others i wouldn't have been able to get help mm. so that's what drew me to changing tides where they're all about opening conversations um but it was created by Cortland Shimada and her friends at UCLA at the time. Mm-hmm. I was a freshman in college at the time, but Cortland's youngest brother or younger brother, Kenji, I've been on his basketball. I was on his basketball team from first grade through like senior year of high school. Dang. So I Long knew. Time yeah, right, I right. Forever. Yeah. So I, I, so I obviously knew his sister. So I was aware of when this program started. And then I was just like, hey, if you guys need help, I'm going to school in Chicago, but whenever I'm around, I'd love to help. That's dope. Yeah. And then uh, I got involved started volunteering then i joined the youth committee in 2020 then i got hired on end of 2021 that's really dope yeah yeah that's cool what's this like experience been like for you since like joining i mean especially for you to have been volunteering early on and then it transitioned to like full-time must be enjoying it yeah getting getting (laughs) a value out of it see what's that experience been like i love it because like i i truly am passionate about it you know and then like I think about like what mental health has looked like. Do you mind if I ask you guys your your ages? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 32. Okay, I too am 32. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> so it's like for me in high school, because I'm technically Gen Z, which is mm-hmm. wild to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like when I was in high school, it was barely a conversation. But then for like you guys, like what was meant like especially for like what was mental health it was not there i think that's like a new thing like honestly the past like five years like the pandemic i feel like it became a a way bigger you know conversation or discussion but like i always i feel like maybe the past five years Mm -hmm. like i started hearing like radio hosts talk about it and as podcasts got bigger you know they're having more discussions about it but yeah it almost seemed like it wasn't until like 2015 2016 that people realized that like Oh, we shouldn't be as like uh, misogynistic and hateful and racist. <laughs> and, oh, that. we should talk about our feelings. It like yeah. it just somehow suddenly clicked around. Right between uh, twenty fourteen yeah. and sixteen, just I out of nowhere, it was just like, oh, let's be better people. Kind of like after like the Me Too movement, like mm-hmm. it was kind of like, hey, like we should really assess this, you know, because like people like I think the real the real stopping point was when people started accusing Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. and then he kind of like went into a spiral of depression hmm. because of of that whole situation. Um, you know, being accused and being put under the the microscope and then having his series canceled for a hmm. while, you know, it really put a damper on like some of those people and they're like, oh, okay, like, you know, kind of pump our brakes a bit. Hmm. Yeah. And then after that, it was a lot of like, you know. Shootings. I think that too. People yeah. are oh. like, the focus was ah, like, there you go. You know? Why'd you point at me? Oh, no, no, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> it was just <laughs> where were you no, on, it's, uh... it's, it's true though like yeah. i think we're just so aware of everything that's going on with yeah. social media yeah. mm-hmm. then you're like wait why why is this actually all happening yeah. 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 shootings me too it's like we, 
Like, oh, the suicides um, at well, one point were like the number one cause of death too mm-hmm. in America before the pandemic. Yeah. It was, yeah, I think around that time yeah. frame. And the drug epidemic as yeah. well. So I feel like all of these all the factors, opioid like epidemic. Yeah. opioid epidemic. Yeah. yeah. So then it's like all within this time span, right. things it, got <laughs> out of hand. And then yeah. since then, it's been like, okay, now the that, topic of conversation has been like mental health. Yeah, mental but health, now that you bring that up, like the, like the shootings and stuff like that, it, it, it was kind of like when you had all these things, everyone analyzed it mm-hmm. you know everyone was like well why did he do that how could oh, this have happened how was right. how was his past you know um foreshadowing what he would do you mm-hmm. know like was was he like you know an incel was he like neglected like all these other things so like everyone's like oh it kind of like stems back to like oh he was depressed mm-hmm. he was this and all these other things and so like let's admit when you see like you know a bunch of like white males on tv when they talk about like oh they're like the opioid epidemic and them not being like as confident in themselves, it's like, huh, well, you know, what is going on? And then I think that kind of opens the discussion and makes it easier for everyone else to kind of like really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like we discussed, you know, like yesterday, I was like, I didn't have any resources. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like, just. Show didn't. It wasn't yeah. until, and then I think there was an effect too of people going to therapy within the last three mm-hmm. years and then them being able to speak from experience about what right. therapy was able to do for them or what talking to someone or going to get some professional help was able to do for them. So like for me, ex- for example, I became an advocate too because I ended up, I went to therapy in 2021. I pretty much talked with her up until like uh, earlier this year. But the value that I got from speaking with her was like, the difficult challenges that got me to that point, I'm grateful that it did because I was mm-hmm. able to learn so much about a lot of my behaviors and even was able to unpack experiences that I had in the past going back from like early childhood and stuff. So that put me in a position to be an advocate and I feel like others who have gone through similar situations. So we've got more advocates and I think that people are more receptive to it's like oh it's I not can, looked down upon it's not like how up, it was 10 years ago i feel like even if like beyond. 2014 you would still get right. like yeah. press like crazy for going to go speak to a therapist or something or people would just be like oh are you okay or they might feel a lot of stigma uncomfortable yeah. about it or something yeah. you know what else like like people don't call them shrinks anymore yeah. oh. people just call them therapists really? because yeah. it's like I, you know, do you know what i mean that. like yeah, like no like, they used to call them shrinks it's only on like tv like it's an old show where they'll oh, call them yeah. a shrink yeah. that's, that's interesting. interesting you know yeah. and yeah. it's like i i just think like there's the, the field has also changed so much like i'm sure like it's it's still difficult to find people of color who are therapists mm. yeah. but they're are they're out there now. definitely so like that's like what changing tides tried to do like we're trying to get gather like aapi therapists for aapi folks to that's talk fun. to them because nice. like i i wouldn't want to have to sit down and describe to someone who isn't of the same background like mm. what a tiger yeah. parent yep. is yeah or like experiences yeah. that are specific to being japanese american yeah. you know that is the biggest facts i can mm. say because even i've talked with multiple people who've tried going to therapy mm. but they were talking to someone who they couldn't relate with is how yeah. i'll put it and i would say like when i was looking for my therapist and i don't know if this may be helpful for others but Someone kind of laughed at me for doing this, but then I explained my reasoning and they're like, okay. But when I was looking for a therapist, I based it off of like their pictures mm. of like looking at this person. This realistically look like someone who I could totally. talk my deepest secret. Mm-hmm. Or, like if I'm going through real shit right now and I've got to talk mm. about it, would I feel comfortable talking to this person? Because I, I think 
a lot of people have an experience where they are searching for a therapist and then they go with you know maybe the yeah credentials or the top rated or whatever but yeah. then they sit there and they're talking to the person and they're like they just they, there was a disconnection yeah. and then they are like i'm afraid to go through that experience again because it is a lot of effort and energy mm-hmm. to go to see and talk with someone that mm-hmm. you're making yourself very vulnerable so getting burned in that initial yeah you know tryout for a lot of people was bad so me i lucked out with the person that i ended up talking with because uh well one i just looked by pictures and then i found some like uh just mixed lady who's just black woman i was like i could talk to her like Uh i saw her i was like i could definitely talk to her and then when i called her just for the initial phone call i was just like okay i've never done this before i was just like i don't know how does this work and then she was like oh just talk and then if you feel comfortable then we can schedule something and so after talking with her i was like i could t- i could talk to you for sure mm-hmm. so i think that that was kind of like my journey and i would encourage others maybe you know just go with what makes you feel comfortable ultimately um and i think you'll have a, a better experience yeah i agree I don't yeah i think just so much of it comes down to being comfortable also like saying like Oh, this isn't a good fit. Yeah. Because that's, that's okay. Yeah, it's yeah, totally. I yeah. mean, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like like the first time I tried therapy, it was this older white lady. Cause at the time I was I, all I told my parents, again, I'm so grateful my parents were on like in my corner and like mm-hmm. willing to help me out with this. Nice. I was just like, I, I would rather speak to a woman than a man. I think that was just mm-hmm. like my internalized mm-hmm. misogyny mm-hmm. being like there's a man that'll listen to me right mm, now. Mm. And so I was like, I can't, I can't go with that. Yeah. So then I came around, I was like, all right, well, I'll talk to a woman. I think that would make me more comfortable. Mm. Then I meet with them and I hated it. Oh, dang, oh. it was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> like, it was like, like I, I'm not saying it's because okay. like they're, it's it obviously I'm not saying like, oh, it's because they were women. It's because yeah, they were yeah. white. It was just like, yeah. I went up based off of a rating yeah. and just purely because uh-huh. of this reason or that reason, mm-hmm. not really like connecting with them. And then I stopped therapy for the longest time. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is just what therapy is. Yeah. So it's just, and I think that's a lot of people who yeah, aren't but, fully aware of mental health mm-hmm. and how it works. It's like, Oh, I've had that experience. That's how it must be with every, all the therapists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 And I think it probably takes so much for someone to even get to that point. Definitely. So then when you do and it doesn't work out how you expected, you'd already given so much for right. that moment. You're like, yeah. ah, I'm good. Right. Like, so yeah, I would encourage people to continue the search till you mm-hmm. find someone that feels right. Cause yeah. it, it's really worth it. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it yet, but mm-hmm. I want to. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like, it's such an intimate relationship. It's yeah. like, you're not going to marry the first person you date necessarily. Yeah. I mean, some people do, yeah, but yeah. like, if you don't, you don't ha- you're not expected to marry the first yeah. person you yeah. date. And similarly, a therapist is a very intimate relationship. You're telling yeah. them everything. Yeah. They, they should just have like the next bus, but for therapists. Uh, like you're coming off next, you know. Because <laughs> <Next. laughs> like, what, what deep exactly. I mean, you gotta try them all out. Because honestly, like, you know what? If you're really bowling, you'd have multiple therapists. Oh, so, you know, fine. you could you different have like different, different like you know uh, different exhausting. genders, yeah. <laughs> different ethnicities. You know, but you you would un, you would unbag all of your stuff. Yeah. But then you're just retelling the same story over and over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, you know how like like some therapists don't go the same route. Right. Right. True. So you're just kind of like I need a second opinion on my thoughts. <laughs> on my thoughts. Well, this other therapist said that I'm right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like like I, how's, all this other stuff, how's your uh, experience been like? Has there been challenges? Has there been like um just I don't know, game-changing moments that 
like mm-hmm. what's your experience been being involved with it and yeah i think um i mean to be completely honest the most difficult thing has been like getting in the space of suicide prevention mm-hmm. because it's like but when we got in this space i was like i don't even feel comfortable saying that word and yeah. i was like like how do i like am i supposed to say like how do, what's the vocabulary here that that's actually yeah. appropriate mm-hmm. But then we've come across so many families that we're supporting who have lost someone to suicide. So it's like, well, I need to be comfortable discussing this topic. And now how do we provide resources in that area? Because like how, like therapy is great. And so are so many of our other resources or initiatives that we do. But like when it comes to suicide, sometimes you got to take it up another notch. So that that's why we're trying to do these suicide prevention trainings because like if someone were to come to me and let me know that they were feeling suicidal before yeah. going through that training, I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like uh, the the gut instinct is just be like, oh, well, have you told your therapist? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you been taking your meds? Like or something, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then you learn through those trainings. Like that's not the best way to go no. about it at all. Such so, a delicate. Yeah. Have you yes. taken your meds? Is a crazy yeah, response. It's like, it's like, it is, you, but it's like some people might go well? there. Yeah. Like some people might think, like, oh, like especially when you're panicking. Yeah, and you yeah, don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. So it's knee-jerk reactions, right? Yeah. So, so in that realm, it's been the most difficult. But then I've also learned, like, sometimes you just got to be a listener, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not helpful to be like, oh, well, in my experience, mm-hmm. it's like it's it's just different for everyone. Mental yeah. health is to, different for to everyone. Listen, yeah, and really not pass judgment or try to problem solve right you know? right and and like but like see for me my brain i wanted to problem solve when i when someone i wanted help i was like mm-hmm. oh tell me what you did mm-hmm. yeah but mm-hmm. so, that's not for everyone yeah mm-hmm. that's so you got to learn like yeah. your way isn't everyone's way mm-hmm. and uh but i think the biggest game changer for me was when i did start taking meds mm. I've, I've been on a lexapro gang for like <laughs> for like six years now mm-hmm. and like the best advice because i was terrified of taking them but it was just like, oh, sometimes it could help turn mountains into hills. Mm. And that was like yeah. all I needed to hear. Nice. And then I was like, okay, I got it. I should at least try it if it's yeah. gonna to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, for me, that was the biggest game changer. And then just like learning, like obviously empathy for other people mm-hmm. and, and that my way isn't everyone's way. You gotta yeah. work with everyone, do get to know like, people. Do you feel like it's. Uh, they leveled up your patience and you feel like- oh yeah mm. yeah and you know it's it's wild because and i don't think i mean i know my brother wouldn't be upset but I, me and my brother were not getting along for the longest time oh. one of my, my older brothers but through my work i was like oh everyone deserves patience and empathy just because like he bullied me when i was a little kid doesn't mm. mean i gotta yeah. hold that Hold over, on you know yeah it's like so it's like i you just gotta learn with everyone it's like everyone's going on their different pace in their journey there's mm-hmm. no reason to hold that over anyone's head like, yeah. that they're not at the same point as you are yeah so it's just like every every step along the way you just kind of learn about how mental health works for different people and you really realize mental health is a day in day out thing yeah. yeah no matter no matter like if it's you're exercising daily or you're taking a day off or you're gonna cook or you're gonna eat out because you don't have the time like everything kind of feeds into your mood and the way that you you view things so mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's definitely taught me patience. Mm. But and then just um, I also learned event planning through this job. Oh like, yeah, that takes pa- that yeah. takes patience. Oh, too. Yeah, you're like that's a lot. Yeah, but Can I you mean, see the email and the CC. Is oh, it like coordinating God. with the city or with just with like in little Tokyo around? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 
all kinds of things. You know, you just you're working with different vendors. Uh, you're you're gotta you know. It's just a it's lot all of pieces. Yeah, lots of moving pieces. But it's like a lot of personalities. Yeah, lots of personalities, and then you gotta you can't handle everything by yourself. Mm. And it's like if you're a control freak like I am, it's like you gotta hand you gotta uh, hand it off to certain people. But you know, you just learn, it's just life skills that you learn along the way, like any other job. But I'm just lucky enough to have mental health as a priority yeah, in my work. That's tight. Yeah. Do you think it's your experience has allowed you to like almost? I wouldn't say have like superpowers with communication, but do you think it's given you the ability to like uh, either connect with people on a on a easier level or better level or like you know do you feel like that skill set has been of benefit to your communication with others yeah i think so especially like with speaking to different generations mm. because our i mean our our program targets the youth but like little tokyo service center like we target elderly we target we have like kids groups we have you know all different types of stuff so through ltsc like i'm working with people of all different age ranges mm. So it's like I'm able to connect better with someone who doesn't know what a TikTok dance is a lot better than I was before the job yeah. or um, not just talking about sports. I can talk yeah. to people about other stuff other yeah. than just what I'm familiar with. You know? That's cool. Yeah. Pushing you out your comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. And you've been here for one year, full year, or you said two? Uh, this job, I've been there for just over a year. Nice. Yeah, but I've been volunteering for a minute now. But Dope. yeah. Where do you see yourself as, you know, things progress and, yeah. and the, the building is happening now, right? It's like yeah. you guys are expanding in different ways. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm staying on board for a while now, but at some point I'm not going to be youth anymore. So when it comes to changing ties, it's a youth program. So mm -hmm. at some point, you know, you got to hand over, hand it over to someone yeah. else. Pass mm -hmm. the torch. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to staying here for the time being. And I don't know how long that is, but I don't know. I, I'm really passionate about it. And like, I genuinely love the work. And especially in nonprofit work, you gotta love it because the pay isn't gonna be as crazy oh, yeah. as some other people. Mm, yeah. But it's a great group at Little Tokyo Service Center, and then uh, the work that people we get to work with. So like, when you're passionate about the work, and I'm not to say I'm not getting paid because I'm getting paid. Yeah, but, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. but it helps, right? Being it passionate helps about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So I'm here for a while, but eventually I gotta go 100% to film. I so. feel you. Ooh, so wait, yeah, wait, yeah. just real quick before we get on the film. Can you talk to us about the podcast? Oh, Change most definitely. Podcast. I thought you were going to drop an ad for like MeUndies or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but wait, so, there's MeUndies. <laughs> uh, for, so uh, Changing Tides podcast, uh, I'm the host of it. We do most of it on Zoom, but we just reach out to different people from the community, the people we've interacted with and talk about their mental health stories and then how it works into their field or their experiences so one person that uh comes to mind is michelle hanabusa she's um you know michelle yeah, yeah she's yeah. in uh what is it the uh la leadership uh generation council generals thing yeah, yeah. she's, she's doing involved. like that thing on uh saturday yeah yeah where she's like making like lunches and all Are that you going? stuff i was thinking about going but hmm. i might be helping low-key burritos move a grill <laughs> but but she so random. Is, it is really random. It's like the spot of like, I'm sorry. And like 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 I was I was like honestly because I was looking at that and wanting yeah. to RSVP because she just like needs people for like three hours to like kind of like pack up stuff. Yeah. I might I might do that because the the burrito things is like 
six thirty in the morning. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll figure that out, and then once you know, you know, I'm burrito. Like, are you doing that? <laughs> Not going there. Hey, okay, all right, all right. But like, but like oh. I, I met her through the podcast. Oh no way! So I I, I met I spoke to Mike Morase, cool. little Tokyo legend, and he's like, oh, you should interview Michelle. So I talked to her, and I'm like, oh, this clothing brand is sick. But then I'm hearing about how mental health goes into being a clothing designer, yeah. and like operating a whole clothing brand plus uh hate is a virus which is her nonprofit mm-hmm. program all about um ending asian hate you know mm-hmm. so it's like you you just hear different backgrounds and how mental health interacts with being a clothing brand designer mm-hmm. being a community leader yeah. being a ucla gymnast mm-hmm. um this that and the third so it's just like it's cool to hear these different perspectives and then mm-hmm in a way where you don't have to be in person with us at our events where we share our stories someone from the other side of the world could listen to the podcast yeah. and be like oh they're talking about mental health over there mm-hmm. maybe i could relate to this that's dope mm-hmm. so i i yeah i i really love doing the changing tides podcast it's not i don't have sound bites but we have uh, honest conversations that's yeah. all that matters yeah. 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 that's yeah. the most important thing Definitely. is having and being able to kind of share those experiences with others. And yeah. it's like a relation thing too. That's really tight. Are you hosting it by yourself? Yeah, I host it by myself. Uh, I do most of it on Zoom. Uh, I said that already, but. Is your first podcast? Okay, I did. I had a brief stint oh. where I tried to do one in college. Uh-huh. Oh. Way, like most college kids probably yeah. thought That's about doing That's pretty cool though, starting early yeah. though. That's yeah. tight. Yeah. To have the insight, you That's know, tight. to want to try. No, yeah. I shouldn't have that. <laughs> did, did you? The What's comedian up? Chris D'Elia, do you uh-huh. guys know? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, he's had his whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, At the time when I was listening to his show, I was like, man, he could host a full hour-long conversation by himself. Yeah. Skills. So, yeah. I was like, I tried that uh, as, like, a sophomore in college yeah. with no experiences uh, in life. He's also, like, a stand-up. Gotta start and somewhere. He's also a stand-up yeah, yeah he's, like, he's like, he got material. Be- yeah, Before like, he got canceled, uh, his pod uh, was really great, actually. Was it? it was yeah. really funny. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. But, yeah, continue. So. No, no, no. So, I, I, I tried that in college for a little bit. And, Dang. Because so, you, so you've, you have, like, you've always had, like, a, a big interest in pods. And then, so you're yeah. just, like, you you got a mic and you're like let me just try it Is yeah so okay? so all my roommates in college at the time funny enough they were all they all did music so oh, they had the equipment nice. and, I would just, and then like they taught me that um going into your closet where all your clothes yeah. the sound, the sound, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so so i had i had the smallest room in the place too but so <laughs> i tucked had, in a little closet. literally like People would tell me it looked like the Harry Potter. That's yeah. so like, funny. Because like, like my, yeah. my, my ceiling was tilted because of the yeah. stairs. Yeah. But then somehow my closet was even further in the corner, smaller. Yeah. But I had all the clothes, so I would just like oh, be. Yeah. My my computer wasn't in there with me. Oh, yeah. so you had the wires running out. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I couldn't fit like, it all in there. Go, go into the. The, the sound recording booth. Yeah. <laughs> so so I tried that and I, I tried to incorporate talking about film now and then, talking about college yeah. life and still kind of talking about mental health and yeah. all that. So it was, it was a fun effort, but yeah. I'm glad it's... I had to let I, that one go. I, yeah. I, I hope it's not on platforms. I'm not going to say yeah. the title. Uh, just dig it up, after, dig it up. After we're done. Hopefully <laughs> not. Hopefully Play some not. clips next week on the pot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's being hosted on Zenga or something like no, that. No, no, no. Good. That's good. dope, though, that you kind of have had that interest yeah. in, like, you know, hearing your Spotify rap like, you're about it for sure. Yeah. That but yeah. the podcast world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, lots of podcasts I've listened to. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, like, to be completely honest, like I'd much rather like I'm much more introverted than I might show. Mm. 
but like i've just always been since like my experiences in high school with mental health i was like oh if i could help so- if someone has helped me in that way maybe mm-hmm. i could help someone else yeah. so i was like i might as well just put it out there nice yeah that's real shit. you went to school in chicago so that was your first Chat time away from home yes Whoa. and you're going for film yeah dope tell us about that experience chicago is dope i actually want to move back for a few years uh i love it i mean the 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 thing about crime out there it's like literally it's one part of like chicago and it's like it's horrible of course but it's like that doesn't reflect the whole city yeah and it's the third it's like the third major city in uh the u.s but it's also not even in the top 10 of the most expensive li- cities to live nice. in. Dang, we gotta get to Chicago. So the food scene, I think, might cool. actually top LA. Them Ooh. hot dogs, them hot dogs be really? smacking. They do. They, they do. They, they put a whole <laughs> piece of chocolate cake in the milkshake. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're like, they're like mm, let me make this nice, delicious chocolate cake and cut a slice and shove it in a blender. Yeah. Wow. Dude, it's crazy. And then, like, I actually like deep dish. Chicagoans don't like it themselves, but I love it. Yo, you, it's good. Yeah, it's like, really when good. you get it in Chicago, it's yeah. good. Oh, man. No, it's, it's, it's like hefty. a whole nother level. Yeah. yeah, I went out there and picked up like three of them. I'm like, dang, this is yeah. like 45 pounds. And then, living, oh. the, the cost of live out there is so much lower than here even like a trader joe's there versus trader really? joe's here wow like, it's pretty different but I, I love that city public transit's a game changer yes. nice. not need to drive everywhere yeah. and LA I, sucks. <laughs> I love la la is my home but i want to live back out there for a few years not mm-hmm. as a college student yeah um but yeah then i went for film and i, I it's funny that to leave la to go yeah. start yeah. home in chicago like the midwest yeah. but I love my my time there too. Um, like we had access to like a full soundstage, so much of that, of like a, like a that was in the same area as where they filmed like Chicago Fire. It was like they had a soundstage like next to ours. Nice. So uh, I got I had a great education out there. I actually had the opportunity to transfer to New York, NYU. Mm-hmm. But hey. I loved my time so much there at DePaul, where it's like maybe not as heard of as an NYU. Yeah. I was like, I love this place. Like, I'm not going to dip out yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, I stuck it out and yeah. I, I, I'm gr- glad I did, but I got a great education mm-hmm. and passion for film grew. I feel much more confident in the nice. craft. And, yeah. Were you yeah. scared first going out? Like, you know, going like this is your first time away from home, right? Were Low you just key? excited? I, I don't know. I was just kind of like ready. Yeah, yeah. I don't nice. know. Like, did you all go to school here or? I went to Irvine. Irvine. So we grew up in the Bay Area, and okay. we both came down to school down in here. But when we were like small kids, we lived down in SoCal, so okay. it wasn't like going to like some crazy different place. Gotcha. It was like a interesting. Like I didn't know anyone in right. SoCal though, so it was like kind of starting mm-hmm. all over again. So I was think yeah. I was a little nervous about that. Also, like I had to learn how to drive a stick stick shift oh, and commute from like Torrance to the OC. Really, like, like a forty five minute like, to two hour drive within like a three two to three weeks. So I think yes. I have like yeah some uh, anxiety thinking that's about that. It was pretty crazy yeah. initially, but that's cool. So you're just ready to go, and you know yeah. it all. That's dope. Got got my uh, parkas. Got my my down jackets. Oh, it's so uh, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah I to deal with that, here. but. I loved it. I mean, I, I I lost my graduation due to COVID, so we did a oh, little damn. a little YouTube live stream of oh. graduation. Oh. <laughs> it was in thick COVID, like, like deep I, COVID. Dude, yeah. like it was literally a PowerPoint dude. presentation. Oh, man. That was, was the whole thing, but I loved it. I love Chicago. I love school out there, yeah. How was networking like in the film, you know, community and meeting with peeps? Honestly, I didn't even I, as a film student, 
I hate film students. Cine <laughs> <laughs> boys. Dude, I'm a like, hype I, beast and I hate, hate film students. There's like oh. a uh, what? What about <laughs> film students? Like, what's what? What grinds your gears okay, about film so, students? Okay. Top five films. Now, count. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. They right? ask that all yeah. the time. What's your top five? They like they, they oh, judge you. Man. It's almost like uh, in LA. Like like I was recently at this one event uh, for like this Noma book signing, and I specifically met a person, and I caught myself. I'm like. Usually it's an LA thing to ask like what do you do, uh-huh. but instead I want to ask who are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like like who are like you know yeah. you tell me anything about you, but right. I know how that gets because once you start those ranks, yeah. you get judgmental, yeah. you get criticized. Like, oh, like, Shrek oh, Two you- is your number one movie. <laughs> Bro, Shrek Two. Yeah. What, <laughs> what do you mean Ratatouille yeah, is number should be number five? Yeah. 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 What, are, what, what are you doing, dude? Like, you, that's literally what it was though. It, yeah, yeah. It's like it's is it ego being critical. Or, it's, or I think really I, I think it's insecurity because yeah. I think so much of it was like yeah. like the way people talked was so oh. obnoxious. It was literally that. It was like I mean it was also like stupid stuff like every new class you the professors like oh your name your pronouns what's oh, your favorite that's movie that's so interesting I haven't been in college yeah. Yeah. I've been out of college for like ten years yeah, yeah. yeah. every every class they asked for your pronouns that's, basically that's which was fast which was dope I mean, which was dope. Very because like, especially because it's a liberal arts school. Yeah. Yes. So it's yes. good to know because it's like, you could very easily like be have I could have very easily been using someone's wrong pronouns yeah. all the time, but no, yeah. it's just not even. And not even known it, yeah. so unless they told me of you. So oh, yeah. it was good to know, but like, like, but like the professors, every yeah. class is like your name pronouns and then like your your favorite film oh, and yeah. then like your guilty pleasure or something. Yeah, guilty yeah. pleasure. So then like there's, there's, the annoying, <laughs> there's like the annoying kid who's like, oh, my, my favorite, the best film ever is. is Pulp Fiction. There were those. Uh, the, yeah. the room. There were those. The room. <laughs> like the kids were like, like "Oh, my satirical. favorite. My favorite movie is uh, Transformers Three. Yeah, it's yeah. like trying to be silly. It's like, yeah. it's like, dude, that's your sense of humor. Like, yeah. to be sarcastic about your favorite yeah. film. It's yeah. like, dude, like, shut up. This, guy, this guy, wedgie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it over his head. You know? like, no, no holy mountain. No, dude. like you know. No, and then like, I one one of my friends who who ended up going from the same high school, but the next year to DePaul. Hmm. She tells me the story of when at orientation, they're in the elevator, go up to the dorms, and the kid goes, okay, Mm. What is everyone's favorite film that came out before the 1960s? It's yeah. like, oh, shut up, dude. Yeah. Just like, oh my God. No, well, like, uh, watching there that. was this one. Before the 1960s. There was this one film with some hoods and, you know, I, I don't know. Birth of America. Yeah, it was like, it was silent. This movie. And then there was this other one where they had these arm bands. Oh, my God. Guy with a very so unique mustache. And, like, yeah. like what, what movies could I say besides it's that? Not, not, Nosferatu? Is that, is, that, is that before the 60s? Yeah, I don't know. Citizen Kane? I don't know. Let me yeah, just divide this niche, you know. Because I still haven't even seen Citizen Kane. I'm so yeah. glad that my professors made me watch that. Uh, I would have, I would have hated that. Yeah. You know what I did yeah. like? I did like the uh, movie. Uh, what is it? Um, Mink, M- Monk, Mink, Mink. About I basically, it. it's, it's Gary Oldman who plays the guy who like wrote Citizen Kane. Huh. And kind of like it, it's like Orson a nice Wells. little like ode to like that era of shooting film and stuff. It shows you like the back lots of like Universal and stuff like that. But but like, I was like, yeah, I was like, this movie's better than Citizen Kane. Uh-huh. Interesting. Like, you know? Yeah, got it. Swept a bunch of Academy yeah. Awards. So were you working on sets or what, what were you primarily doing? What, what yeah. piqued your interest? Like, I mean, like what's your- um... What was your draw? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I, I always go back to honestly, like seeing The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. yes. And I was like, and like, I know like, Film kids, if any film kids listen to this, they're gonna be like, Ugh. whatever. I yeah. saw that show like three times. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was incredible. So I was like, I was like, oh, 
this is crazy. I was so like so David Fincher? in it. Yeah. Like Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Wait, is that what Chris you're Nolan. Chris no, Nolan. Dark Knight's Chris, Chris Nolan. Yeah. Chris yeah. Nolan? Okay. But I was like so like in it. And then I like the movie ends. And I'm like, oh, someone made this. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that would be really cool to make something like that. Yeah. Nice. So then like just in like middle school and high school, I do whenever like a teacher would give me like a history project and you either could like write a paper do or a video. like do a little video i would always do the little video nice. and then like i got gassed up because freshman year one of my my english teachers was a professor i always forget the difference mm-hmm. uh my english teacher we did one on what's the movie uh or the book about all the kids they fight each other they kill one another uh, like, pig, oh, oh, okay. uh, lord of the flies lord of the flies piggy so i i did a project a the film pro- like a little movie project on that and like she's she tells me still like oh i still show that to my class hey like, that's cool i was that's gassed really up cool. yeah. so then i was like okay if i can keep doing that yeah i'm gonna go with it nice. so that's what piqued my interest that's and then like i mean my my Dude, my uh, the one the, you have to make a short film to get into most oh, oh, yeah. film schools. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible, uh, horrible. But it worked, right? I mean, no, I mean, Nepal you... didn't require one. Oh, okay, oh, gotcha. okay. Gotcha. But all the ones that needed one did not accept me. But yeah. anyway, oh. I like I love like I learned so much there. I was like, oh, no wonder that movie was so uh. doo doo. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but I learned so much, and it's like, oh, you have to actually write a script. Yeah, like, yeah. script writing. Turns out you can't improv no, this no, no, short no. film. It's not whose line it is, uh, anyways. Right? Like, yeah, 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 literally. Like, it's like just just do something. Just do <laughs> no motivation. Just right. Go at it. You and know? like, so yeah. What's That's your right. creative preference in the field? Do you like shooting? You like directing, or what? What do you? What draws you to it? I really like to direct. I nice. I, I I know like what I I've always said like I know what I the shot I want, but I've never been able to like put the camera the lights to make it actually look. Oh, got it. So it's like yeah. So I I have a homie Brandon who who he has shot for me on the documentary. He nice. shot all of our uh, Changing Tides events. Mm-hmm. I'm like this is like like he actually could do what I yeah. wish nice. I could. Yeah. So that was another part of like film is like learning. You gotta yeah. let other Roles, people. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So directing, I really like screenwriting. Um, and I also like editing, but I know I'm not the best editor, but it's like, there's a satisfaction of getting like yeah. perfectly, what you want. that perfect yeah. clip, like, yeah. and like actually seeing it come together. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, oh dude, like, like that that cut on that song mm-hmm. was like, when it lines perfectly on the beat, it's just like, there's nothing better. So it's like, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, so, so directing is definitely like kind of my my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think, I, I, I think it has to do with being kind of a control freak and then mm-hmm. also, understanding that other people are more talented with on hand yeah, like yeah. hands-on delegating yeah. and you yeah. have a vision so yeah. you're able to I'd like, like to think I, I, I'd yeah. like to think I have a vision no, yeah. no, I'd like to think you yeah. do yeah. Right, say I do right. Yeah. Right. I got the I vision do. I do I got the vision yeah yeah so uh, yeah yeah directing was definitely the the lane that I I gravitated to from the beginning How's your um, screenwriting experience been? Because like, I feel like that's something that I would like to, I don't know, I feel like I need to figure out. It's just like, all the pre-planning I, I stuff. I took a uh-huh. screenwriting class. I, <laughs> and I passed. You remember, um, <laughs> do you remember uh, what is it, my, my cousin? Uh, what's her name? Sarah? Yeah. Her, her partner is, uh, she's, uh, no, she's a TA for screenwriting yeah, at some kind of sit or some kind of college. Dope. I don't know. Spring around. Screenwriting nice. is insane because yeah when you see the script you understand that like wow all of the 
camera direction, all of yeah. your direct everything. Yeah. Like you initially feel that mm -hmm. it's the director is the one who's if you have no film knowledge, most people would assume that the director is the yeah. one who's putting yeah. all this together. Yeah. Until you read a script that was written by mm -hmm. someone else and you see the level of detail mm -hmm. of like yeah. even how the lighting is, what th yeah. where things are angled, who's coming into the shot. Mm -hmm. Like it's like yeah. the level of detail yep. and the scripts is insane. So screenwriting is crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, wild. at its basis, it's like it's like technically for a stage. Yeah. Right. You know, theater. it's like a play. Yeah. It's yeah, just it's like a, a theater play. Like come in like entrance yeah. or stage right. You know, all this. Tom Cruise jumps yeah. in from ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise is uh, now on the outside of a plane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Focus in. Close Zooms in to Tom's grunting face. Make sure his eyelids are open. Yeah. yeah. You know. But yeah, screenwriting was like. I, first off, I was like, "Oh, how do you do that in Microsoft Word?" Like, the oh, format, yeah, the, the, the format yeah. is like, it's like, how do you like? Writer. You just gotta hit space, 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 yeah. space yeah. to get that. <gasps> then you learn Tab like, there's actually like programs. like programs oh. to do it. But then even then, there's like, oh, like what do I do in parentheses or what do I do as stage direction? Mm. But I, I think for me, like I just had to, I had to all my classes, I had to like throw out like 15 different ideas. And then you finally come across a couple that stick. Mm. And then you're actually like, oh, you can actually write out a whole thing. But it's like, if you get to like page like 10 and you can't figure out what to do from there, then it's probably not an idea that's gonna go all the way through mm. that, to do a whole thing. So Being I just kind of- let go of it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's the hardest part balance. about filmmaking for yeah, me is yeah. letting go of my favorite bits uh, of things. Yeah. You're like, there's yeah. something here. I know yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Edit it out. Like, but we spent so long on it. Dude, it's just like, oh, I love that specific shot, but yeah. I know to make time or it just yeah. doesn't make sense, whatever yeah. it might be. So yeah, screenwriting, I, I don't know. I just kind of, I would catch a rhythm and then you kind of just kind of go with it. And then you can always make edits later. But mm -hmm. I just, it's cool because I've always kind of been like a visual thinker. Yeah. So like to kind of like visualize it and then put it onto paper or like reading a book even like, I love to adapt some of the books I've read like as a oh, kid. Oh, cool. Be and I could like, cause I've always been able to so clearly visualize mm -hmm. it. Hey. I've always said that the Hunger Games is owes me some money for mm -hmm. casting Woody Harrelson because as I read The Hunger Games, oh, I always, I don't know why, but I always saw him Harrison. as the, they, wow. they owe me, they owe me. Nice, you put in the universe. That's what I'm saying. Happened. Here are uh, dream residuals for you. Yeah, I, give my dream. I always that's visualize crazy. him as I would read it. You like, that's How, cool. Did you, when did you become aware of the fact that you like are a strong like visual person? Like for mm. me, like when I was in high school, I would hear like music oh. and then I would try and imagine music videos. That, oh, yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. kind of how like my little, I don't know, visualization practices I don't know. You, yeah. ask, you guys got good questions. <laughs> I, I don't even know because I'm trying to think back. And now that you, it's so embarrassing. But now that you make me think about it, I would I, like if I'd hear a song on the radio in the car as my mom was driving, right? Yeah. I'd be the kid that'd be like looking out the window, like imagining myself in the music video. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Rain going down the window. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I would picture myself. Call me as, a river. Yeah. And just like looking oh, out the window. No. <laughs> so it's just like stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, That's good. I always had a weird imagination as a kid. Cool. Like, and, and I just, I decided just to pursue it. Unfortunately, a lot, a lot of people don't, but it's like, yeah. fuck it. Yeah, do might you, as well. Do you have vivid dreams? I do. And I, 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 I found that a lot of people don't dream in the third person. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Like you, I you dream, dream in the in third, the third person. person. So That's you're like a character. You're like oh. you're like a character in like playing like an. Like RPG I see. Like I'm watching you myself go down. through. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. can you visualize yourself in the third person right now? 
A little, a little bit. Because, no, this is like a self-awareness <laughs> a little thing. Bit. It's like a self-awareness thing. It's I like, feel like I'm tripping. I'm like, am I like, he's not looking, how am I sitting? He's not, am I slouching? Am I slouching? He's not looking at us. There's like the cameras behind him looking at all of us. He's Hold like, on, let me look behind me. This you know, is, like Dr. Strange when he like gets shifted out of his own yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. I was like staring at yeah, myself you're right here. You're like behind watching the Hey, you might. Oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get back to it, definitely. But no, no, no. I mean, so explain more like how you dream in the third person you're like it's like it's like when you're like um like a th- so for for our listeners out there it's like if you play a video game it's like not first person not over the shoulder but like completely like hey like you Pull are back. Yeah, you yeah. know like a figure okay like, i don't know like i it's 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 literally like it's camera m- movements it's just like i i feel like i see like a cut Mm. Oh, like I, I don't know if that's I, I don't no. know I don't know if I'm making myself more sound more special than I am. No. <laughs> no. Like, I, mean, I mean, it's it's a, a unique perspective because my dream video game is first person. So oh, so so when you so, dream, so yeah, when I dream, I'm like I'm the guy. I'm interesting. I'm, I'm like it's like Doom. It's like interesting. Yeah, know? see, I like yeah. I'll literally be doing something. I'll go through the door and then I see another cut. Like no I don't way. know why you're just bad at. But like I I didn't think I didn't even know that was different from other people. That's interesting. Can can, can you lucid dream? No. Can you control? No, I can't. You can't control. Really. So, so that's even wilder because he's looking at himself. That's and he crazy. He can't control himself. Oh uh, yeah. That's, that, that's just, he's like, no, Matthew, don't go in that door. No, oh. don't do it. And then you just like, you just keep. Wow. That's like it. It's it's crazy because it's not crazy. It's like wild to imagine mm. that like there are i never i never even thought of like there being different dreams i always thought it's just in your head you're first huh. looking you know? i haven't thought about it either yeah, so have, are you currently like writing anything or like have any is there anything you're kind of like working on dabbling in or like have an interest in starting so there's a couple so there's not anything i'm currently writing but mm. i'm working on the film about my classmate that's yeah. something where i like luckily things are picking up a lot of momentum that's why i have to cut back on time with work excellent but um working on that but then like there's a couple i don't know why but for me it's really hard to picture doing a short film that's not comedic because i'm just Mm. so used to like youtube sketches you know but i don't want to do comedy yeah i don't even know if i'm funny enough to do comedy so i'm like i don't want to go with it but yeah, see, I'm, Kevin said I'm not funny enough. So. Yeah, yeah, he was just like, yeah, no, <laughs> don't do it. He's like, no, you, you said, why, yeah. why, why is that funny? Yeah, you're right. Mm. But like, <laughs> there's something I like a dream film I'd love to make is about Yuri Kochiyama. Oh. If you know Yuri Kochiyama. No. Explain to the listeners. Yes, yes, so yes We might know, yeah. but they might not know. So Yuri Kochiyama <laughs> is one of the bigger or biggest like names in... Um, J.A. and Asian American uh, civil rights movements. Oh, nice. She was actually like kind of considered like Malcolm X's right hand yeah. man. Oh, I think so I know what you're talking about. They kind of she kind of helped to combine the yellow peril with like the the black civil rights movement at mm-hmm. the time. And she's had some very like very um, what's it extreme takes mm. as Ooh. far as like saying like maybe Osama bin Laden had some points yeah, the, oh, she has some hot takes. no no she did she oh did. she, she, did. Some hot she takes. recently uh, yeah but i mean but, like, you know, well i guess i'm right. locked around for a minute so <laughs> but it's like she she's had such like a huge impact on asian american civil rights and also women's women's rights and work unions and like i'm just think like i like as i was listening to podcasts and reading about her like that's the other time when i was like visualizing it all nice. and picturing these very cinematic moments in her life going from the internment camps as a little kid all the way to being there 
holding Malcolm X when he was assassinated. Yeah, like, no she way. was the first one to go and reach reach him. So I think I think that's another part of working for Changing Tides. Is like it's so much impacted my view on like what I find interesting because mm. I wouldn't have heard about her if it weren't for the Changing Tides mm-hmm. podcast because uh, one of my guests told me about her nice. and Whoa. then I listened to everything I could about her and I read about her. And I'm just like, oh, what a like cinematic and what a meaningful life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I I'm also kind of like so much fiction and fantasy has been done. Yeah. It's like how often can you recreate that? Yeah, and you can't meet them where they're at right. like currently you know right. you can't make a marvel movie you can't do another rings of power and it's, it's like so yeah. costly and it, yeah it's that that yeah. i mean i don't know who's gonna fund my stuff but it's, <laughs> like, it's like there's so many interesting stories that have already existed or are currently existing it's like why try to re- why try to recreate the wheel when there's yeah. already such mm-hmm. amazing stuff out yeah. there that yeah. hasn't been told yeah. yeah there's so many amazing lines that haven't been their stories haven't been told because going along that line is like i mean i've already talked to you about how i firmly believe there's like this asian entertainment renaissance Mm. that's kind of mean happening and you know things like the 442nd Mm -hmm. things like you know my great grand uncle all these stories are amazing you know to talk about you know just to like it it just needs to be captured and kind of you know brought to light Mm -hmm. you know and only with the rise of like you know shang chi and kind of like crazy rich asians it's like oh wow this is pretty cool actually (laughs) we should like yeah it's like oh so the people who make naruto are actually cool yeah Yeah. i mean they don't all look like that in tokyo yeah yeah it's like just don't hang out with totoro and you know no face and just like (laughs) hang around and eat food and just it's all the wild stuff but like i mean like uh who's the one guy are um, he's like a Korean American, and he like made like um, like like blue is it blue jasmine, or hmm. like some other or like he he makes he makes a couple like films, but he's he's really like kind of really pushed the limit of like you know telling Korean American stories hmm. and things like that. And I think you know for the Japanese American like community, I think it's our time. Hmm. You know, I think we have the we have the event space we have the assets mm-hmm. we just kind of need to believe in like the stories and kind of you know put young filmmakers at the helm it's like so, creating more opportunities or for it oops. to happen you know Bruh, or? i got i got it easy right i'll just i'll lay it out right now you get the japanese government to fund matthew's movie <laughs> and then you take that movie hire you know michelle hanabusa and all all her friends and stuff like that as like actors and actresses you know cast them and then you host a big event at the jacc where you get a bunch of donors from you know union bank mufuji you know somi somi cafe dolce all that stuff and then you kind of cycle that through and then you just take it to the um man's chinese theater in hollywood and have the premiere outside bada japan bing, bada boom yeah you know it's so easy yeah it's so easy let's do it tomorrow chestnut checkers but like what i'm saying is like the lay the the dots are there mm-hmm. it's just about you know just like connecting them doing you know, it you know and stuff like that but like i would say for a person like me i, I just i i've dealt with all those or i've kind of been in all those spaces so i know all those things right but like you know say for instance if you're just like you know uh someone who's just getting in the space you don't know that mm-hmm. you know so you think it's like it's huge and daunting but there are pillars Ways. of support and there are ways to like you know get grants and all these other things that I think our community has much more um, kind of um, outlets 
mm. to kind of you know prop up our our youth mm-hmm. and kind of like embrace that and dude there's yeah. so many amazing stories even more broadly than that i'm just kind of like i i people keep saying like the era of the movie stars over i'm like okay that's fine with me it's like the era of the movie stars over like because like who's like the last big like movie star people keep always saying it's tom cruise yeah so it's like but that's great but it's like i don't need to be confused between matt damon brad pitt um tom cruise like i don't need to be confused between these white dudes that are all in every single movie so it's like we might as well just like like give other people a chance they're just as talented if not more who's that one young guy dumbfounded that he's like uh he's got the hair yeah i feel like he is like out of the last generation Probably the only He's, new movie star outside of what, the guy who Tom, plays Spider-Man. Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. I feel like they're the only two. Like before, there'd be like six or seven of yeah. them at a time. I feel mm-hmm. like right now, there's only two well, like it, of like that it, caliber of big. Like, oh, that's a movie it, star. It's like a breakdown Tom. of what Matt Damon was saying. Tom like and Tim. They can no Tom longer like take chances on people. Mm. Right? Like that's why you don't see any like original movies kind of coming yeah. out. And it's like really hard because it's like you don't have... The rental industry providing a second stream of re- revenue. It's block or it's movies. It's gotta hit streaming. at once. It's like one or the other. So Hollywood only wants to bet on these like secure kind of things. But I mean, like I don't know. Like the Asian community is throwing some heaters. Like everything, everywhere, all at once. Wow. Oof, yeah. Dude, the, he, uh, what's uh, your boy? Um, uh, top round. The, the actor. He he got a, like a, a Gotham Award, and he was like, he's short like short round. Short round, he hit one. Top round, yeah. He was like, he was yeah. just so excited. He's like, he's like, that's the best thing an he actor can hear is when they're like, we want you, we want mm-hmm. you, we want yeah, you. And he like, killed it. honestly, I think he was the star of that movie. Yeah, he dude, was, he, dude, because he was able to on the spot like do the whole like yeah. clicking in and out. Dude, like, and yeah. that's just pure acting. Yeah, like, Michelle Yeoh was great, but I, I, I think he was the star. Yeah. I, yeah. I have was, a question. What's up? Sorry, you continue your point, and then I'll go. Oh, I was just question. saying like. I mark my words. I think five years that guy's gonna get an Oscar. He should. I swear, because it like put him in a serious role, put him in something else. He was hungry. He was waiting yeah. for the opportunity, yeah. I mean, and he, he acted his ass off. He had off. a hiatus for like ten years. You know? yeah. I think it was more. It was. Crazy. It was like yeah. twenty. Yeah. Like yeah. Well. he like, sounded like he's he was a, like no. I was he's like, a, he's a work. man like, now. He's like you know. Last time I saw you. So, yeah. like, oh, what's up? Go ahead. If you had a magic wand, I could give you any amount of budget that you wanted billion dollar budget five hundred million dollar budget whatever you want what kind of film or project would you like to make all right so if we're doing a big budget like that i wouldn't put it into the the biopic that i'd want to do on yuri kochiyama because i think that's more of like a passion project thing it's like that doesn't have to be big budget Mm -hmm. but if i had to do like a big budget thing there's this book franchise i really liked called shipbreaker mm-hmm. and it was like post-apocalyptic where it's um i think it takes place in like post-apocalyptic new orleans it's all these little kids like or not little kids but it's all these young people who because they're so scrawny they go in and they steal the bronze uh or the copper wiring from the ships oh. yeah so then it's like it's global warming so then they get washed away but like that was like one of the first books like in the sixth grade where I was like visualizing the whole thing. Mm, so I've always wanted to do mm. um, uh, what's it called? Adaptation. What's yeah. the book called the, again? Shipbreaker. Shipbreaker. Yeah. Interesting. So that's always been like the coolest um, That's cool. Book yeah, You've got strong cool. visuals in your mind for yeah, like, like what you would like to do with like, it. Yeah. Especially because cool. you said 
when you were in the sixth grade, mm-hmm. right? So like you're like at the like kind of that era where like you know you're you're unadulterated by like you know outside kind of forces. It's like pure mm-hmm. child imagination and just kind of like you know um, that's cool envisioning yeah. that, that storyline. Yeah. No, the other fine. yeah the other the other one that like I was reading. Did you ever read like Summer Ball or Travel Ball? Mm-hmm. Summer Ball. Or it was travel like ball. it was just like it was a childhood book for me where it was just like all about basketball. This like oh, short cool. kid who couldn't who couldn't keep up with everyone, mm-hmm. but he he worked the hardest. Or it's like. I don't know, like breaking angles. Yeah, hey. <laughs> like doing something sports related. Oh, like, but, cool. but the whole thing about sports is like, especially if they ever try to do like a Kobe biopic. Or something. Oh, I know. oh, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. But coming. Who, who it's would not play Kobe? Be right. It's gonna be five years from who now, and Kobe? then they're gonna be like the the Kobe doc. Did you ever uh, read a uh, or watch the anime Slam Dunk? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a it's a Japanese manga about like uh, basketball and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But because of that. It like spread basketball culture yeah, that's through cool. you know a lot of Japan and stuff like that. For but enjoyment, what kind of genres do you yeah. gravitate towards? Or like, what would you say guilty is your pleasures? Favorite? Yeah, pleasure? not, not for like <laughs> personal creation, but just yeah, yeah. for like yeah. yeah. Oh, I rewatched the same show only. Like, I, I only watched Community. Oh, only watched Community, and I only and I watched the same movies. Like, I'll rewatch all of the Avengers movies. All yeah. the time. Oh wow! Like, I for me, like if I'm not like gonna sit down and really uh-huh. like. Focus. focus everything I'm just gonna want background music that's why I love podcasts so much just because yeah. I can oh, yeah. listen to it kind, yeah, kind yeah. of like passively engage mm-hmm. with it yeah. but like in terms of the new stuff that I've loved or like other stuff like Breaking Bad obviously yeah. oh yeah you oh, already, so you're already know that. come on man hold up I gotta Sequences. play this fucking <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I tried to like like Lost back in the day. Uh, I find I watched that for the first time last year. I was like, dude, this was fun. Dang, the strongest start, and then the I know. Oh, yeah, there's like by the end of strong. it. Oh, in the end, the writers were. But lost. the first yeah. two seasons <laughs> were pretty fire. Oh, so, dude, just yeah. like like everyone was talking about, it, like you should watch it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Who's I'm the bald head guy? I forgot his name. The bald head guy. Uh, oh, I forgot all the characters' names. Lock already. something. Yeah, Lock. Lock. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. Lock. Where's Dude, luck? like that that show, but it's um good. Reservation Dogs was great. Yo, that <laughs> is exactly the kind of thing Res that Dogs like was great. It, it needs that needs to happen with like the J community. Like cause yeah. Taito YTT just like put that uh, produced it and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. You know what I thought would be super cool What's is up? doing uh doing like a mockumentary on like a nonprofit. That'd mm-hmm. be so funny to me. Uh, bro, I'm, I'm I think that'd guy. be so funny. You know the I'm inner workings. Guy. Yeah, yeah. That'd, Something like, gemstones. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Unrighteous gemstones. Yeah, the righteous gemstones. Hold on, let me let me talk to the board. I'll, yeah. I'll get back to you. Right. Be, I feel like that'd be so funny. Dude, yeah, dude I'm that'd it. be great actually. Yeah. I don't share those good ideas. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Don't put it out there. We can scratch this, right? Yeah, let's start over. Cut that out. And um. Shoot, I don't know. Like, just I'll, I'll try to watch everything, but sometimes it just falls off, and I'm not, I'm not uh, super into like The Walking Dead. Yeah, oh, just, yeah. They, they just they just like die just and they keep walking. Yeah, they like, finally right. end. Like, like, how many seasons? Like, dude, you're know. like squeezing the juices yeah. out of zombies. There's other zombie things that are better. Like, what's the show that's Last coming of Us? out? Last of Boom. Us. Right? Oh, know? did the show start? No, it comes out in January. January. Yeah. It looks amazing. Dude, those are people what, what? infected infected with the spores. <laughs> Those aren't yeah. actual zombies. Oh yeah. yeah, you need to Picture get down glasses. with mycology oh, yeah. and pull out your fungus book and see if they're edible or not. Like, um, those aren't uh, zombies, girl. Shout out to more to anybody who has a list. We do not mean to make fun of you. But just, you know. 
I'm just close enough. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. tight yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, Clickers. Should we talk about content and wrap up? We yeah, we'll talk yeah, about I mean, our, yeah, yeah. So we can well, talk kind of content. I mean, you talked about reservation dogs. You you watched the whole like yeah, oh, modern content, one. more recent, more recent. Content. Or no, not not even recent stuff. I just want to talk about content in general. So let me tap okay. this yeah, we'll little sound bite real quick. quick. I can see clearly now. <laughs> I could say that I saw that show Wednesday and I really enjoyed it and my friends who have seen it have enjoyed it the main actress I can't remember her name but she just kills oh, it great. yeah did I you just, see I just started it too Dang, the writing's cool. pretty funny like yeah. there's just some funny moments her yeah. dark humor is just great but it's like it stays it's a good tone you know yeah. it doesn't go oh. like too extreme yeah. one way or the, or the other. I'm excited they have Fred Armisen as Uncle Fester yeah that's such a weird <laughs> cast but when I saw him I was like is that, yeah, is is that, that him? Luis Guzman no, as the dad. No. When I first so saw right. him, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. Guzman, it's like, I was like, so I was like this is so interesting. Like, I, yeah. like I, I kind of like noticed as the cast, I was like, the cast is like, like mostly Hispanic people, except yeah. for Catherine Zeta Jones. She's yeah. like Welsh and like Irish. Uh, yeah, it makes I no sense. Either. But, but it worked, like the, just yeah, the family, no, like their uh, chemistry, mm -hmm. it all just like, it all works. It's yeah. Jenna so. Ortega, that's who plays. Jenna Ortega. Jenna she's gonna Ortega. be the next big star. Breakout she's, star. She's gonna, be in the, she's gonna be a Marvel character. Oh, yeah, you're calling 100%. it out. 100%. She's gonna, she's gonna I wonder take, what she could be. I could see that. She yeah. could be like a multiverse spider. That's the thing with the multiverse with Marvel. Oh, like, yeah, you could literally do cool. anything now. Well, she could true. she could literally be Iron Man. She could be a black yeah. yeah, she's the next Iron Man. Dude, she could because no, of the multiverse stuff with Mrs. Marvel. Strange, they could do whatever they want. Is there what? anything that like you've been watching yeah. recently? It doesn't even have to be new. Like how you're talking. Like what's just anything interesting that you've like viewed or yeah. movie, film, show that you were like, well, that was cool. Or what? What made me start thinking about a mockumentary on a nonprofit was because I finally started watching Abbott Elementary. Yo, mm. oh, I need to gosh. start. I heard it's it incredible. Is funny. It's I think I think it's it's I mean it's only two seasons deep and I'm don't, only like a season and a half in, but it's up there. So did you get into it right away or did it take no, a couple episodes? I, the first episode was kind of whatever to me. Uh, yeah, I didn't get hooked. So that's why yeah. I like but everyone talks about it. Oh dude, it, it picks it, it picks up. up. It picks up. Okay. It's so good. Okay, all right. It's so funny. The one thing that like kind of turned me on to it was Childish Gambino said he's like, yeah, if yeah. I could have made one thing it was like when i saw abbott elementary i was so mad i yeah. didn't make it wow. and i was like i was like charles gambino saying that yeah. atlanta charles gambino mm -hmm. donald glover charles gambino <laughs> i love that dude but i couldn't get into atlanta yeah uh, you couldn't yeah. the last two seasons oh were, fair, fair fair the first fair. two i really liked the but. first two were cohesive and then yeah. like COVID hit third season kind of went off the rails but yeah. i kind of liked it that way yeah mm -hmm. And then it tried to bring it back to yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta, and it's like different. It's already gone. Mm -hmm. You should have yeah. like kind of kept on like the, the, but yeah. Abbott Elementary. Uh, Abbott like Elementary. A, Tell us more. A different like community. It's like a yeah, leveled yeah. up community. Would yeah. you say? But yeah, yeah. I, it's it's kind of like I, I think it's like it's literally just a more not as bland version of the office or parks and that's right. funny hey, yeah not as hey, bland. you know like there's actually it's a some, not as manly it's like uh <laughs> the one line that stuck with me is like oh yeah like baby shark that's like that's like back the thing up for like kids you yeah, know? yeah yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, wow that's hilarious and it's like and it's like it's, it's just it hits every all their all their comedic beats hit nice okay yeah. they don't miss it's blue. <laughs> blue. 
They don't Who win. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, the bear. Yo, we talk, yeah, I got, so I got, good. I met. Uh, That's so oh, good. You know who else I met with Maddie Madison was the cousin. Tell us really? about this Maddie Madison. Yeah. Oh, oh, the cousin Vinny. Yeah, yeah, cousin Vinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, got got I don't know what his name. I don't know is, what it actually. is. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, screw the chits, you know. But yeah. like that guy was in there, but he was like, he was a mild in person. He was more mm. like the Andor character, mm. you know. But is he uh, an Andor? Huh? Yeah, he's Andor. I still haven't started that. Uh, I've heard it's, it's, like, it's better than the other Star Wars. I've heard it's the best little I've heard it's really the best Star Wars. Not anything. as good as Mandalorian. Best? That's I've what I heard it on Twitter. The best. Even better than Obi-Wan or Mandalorian? Okay, Obi-Wan was the most mid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. Why did you watch on the characters? It was so bad. Why did you watch on the characters that they were just like, we don't need to write. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, I interrupted you. Oh, oh yeah, so like I met that actor, but then I also met, um before Kendrick Lamar, concert i met uh jeremy allen white mm. carmy like you know doing all that but yeah um the creator of the bear and maddie matheson were at this talk that i went to uh kind of over like three days it was on uh tuesday and like um sunday but it was like they were interviewing renee redizepi who's known for noma hmm. um like one of the world's most like iconic restaurants that kind of paved the way for like gastronomics like nowadays and like fermentation and all those other things but i was just nerding out with a bunch of people who own sourdough starters yeah you can they, use sourdough well, starter for your no, like chicken it, breading it and there's one girl she's like she's like you know i kept mine for eight months and it was black and i was like i had some black liquid on mine he's like oh that's just the booch oh. I'm, like, I'm like yo man like and i was like i was like as soon as i heard that i was like all right, I can bust out all my foodie jokes. Yeah. You know, I was talking about. They'll um, relate. There was a, uh, what is it? One direct TV commercial where Damian Lillard is like, he's like, all right, NBA's back. I can throw away my sourdough starter. And I was like, I felt personally attacked. Uh, when he said that, uh, Mr. Lillard, you didn't have to hit me so hard. You know, with the chest pass. I was like, oh. But, but like, they, they like they were all laughing, just like joking around. But it was like, it was like I'm amongst my people. Nice, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like my, they get it. My people. People, my people, my you know? people. They like to they like to eat food and take pictures mm. and not really talk to anyone. I don't, I don't really agree with that, but you know it's all okay. good. You know, but it, but it was that. But like yeah, the bear. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Like uh, we have um, uh, a homie, Chef Hart. He comes on periodically, and he's like, yeah, that gives you PTSD. Yeah, like. Mm. Uh, he's worked in it's crazy kitchens yeah. like yeah. In, over here in New York and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah. It People was work real. food, man. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. Intense. 80-hour weeks and stuff like Get that. Get yelled at by, like, multiple people yeah. every day. <laughs> All the uh, like personalities Be in the kitchen. In that hot oven space, getting burned. Would you say being on sets like being in a kitchen? Ooh. No. no. Yeah. Dude, there's so much time between shots mm. uh, well it's it's like you are on a schedule but it's like a like you, like you're doing each um dinner each order right yeah it's done yeah, done done it's, but you're more so on like an eight hour schedule uh, to make sure you're fitting everything within that like yeah, eight hours so out. it's like it's it's a little bit different and then there's so much time in between and it's like you when you're doing feedback between takes it's like oh like maybe next time try this it's not like this was awful like yeah. this was wrong yeah. it's, it's not medium yeah. rare yeah. it's like you're not getting yelled at for that type <laughs> of stuff so it's it's delete it's, the footage <laughs> there's no pickles on this spongebob yeah it's, no, so it's, it's different but it, mm. it, it yeah yeah what's what was your um like what's your most favorite project that you've like been uh, a part uh, of or worked on oh that's a good question i think i think what 
I am most proud of was um, one I did called Amateur, which was just like a project in school. Um, And that's the one that I ended up submitting to my NYU application when I was thinking of transferring. Mm. Um, But it was literally just like a joke about being on set and like all these film students like, um, why are you the star of the show? It's like, or like the guy with the boom, like hitting you on the head because like he's like, jealous or whatnot and then, like uh, the guy behind the camera purposely sabotage right, right. Kind of it's just like the egos of little film boys oh, like yeah. being obnoxious and then it's like i'm proud of that one because i submit that to nyu i got accepted and i was like oh i could bet on myself i don't need to rely Ooh. on going to nyu you, go. you know i could bet on hey. myself and my talent nice. so rather than using that to actually go <laughs> like, I, I was just like oh i, I I'm, I'm with it i could do it nice. but i'm just like Obviously, once this documentary comes out, that's gonna be like, like I like that's my, that's my thing right now. Yeah. So if, if once that comes out, that's gonna be, you know, I'm on it to work with it on it and work with the family, the Rises family. Oh wow! Yeah. But like, as of stuff that's done, like that one was probably probably the one. When yeah. do you think, uh, or like ETA? Yeah, ETA of yeah. like a uh, estimated time. We're we're hope. I think we're really gonna pick up on production soon mm-hmm. so i think i'm hoping to have my idea is to do like a friends and family edit by next winter nice. um so that we could kind of do a little screening that's like pre-final but just to show people like like i've been working yeah, yeah like, i've, I've had such this. a gap on like social media of talking about it gotcha. so i need to show them like hey like we've been doing something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like so i i want to have like a rough friends and family edit yeah. pre-festival route edit nice. that I, I could be like hey like here, here's what we have so far. Cool. I hope this means something to you. Nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for now, like here's a placeholder while we yeah. finalize the dope. whole thing. So next winter, 2023, December would be dope, but I'm not gonna hold anyone to that or expect yeah. anyone to hold me to that because we, we have a lot to do, a lot to do still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the ideal time. <laughs> ideal, definitely ideal. Dope, nice. You guys, uh, any other content related? Uh, I was gonna say what um so, cause like, all right, so a movie that a film that we just watched recently was Ooh, wait, wait 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 <laughs> I gotta I gotta pull up the name of it the something what da, 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 the one with um, Tom Hanks oh Man from Auto no 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 oh. no here I'll pull it up one moment. Oh. <sighs> Right, the name just like I, it, it's not the prestige. I want to say the that, name shot in my mind. Oh, Road to Perdition. Oh, that's a with Jude Law. Yeah, yeah. where where uh, yeah, yep. where he's the like ending. A, he's like no. a fixer. It's incredible. Huh. Uh, directed by Sam Mendes, who also did 1917. <laughs> really? Yeah, huh. but there's this. I didn't <laughs> see it. <laughs> it came out in 19 what 2002. Oh, my I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't even really, it wasn't even on my radar at all until like last year. I watched it last year and I was like, wow, that was like, you know, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, that was a film. Like that was like a, Uh, that was a movie. That was a great movie. You know, you're so like, like you lose your mind while you're watching it for that two hours. And then when it's over, you're like, Uh, like, oh shit, that was some good stuff. Have you seen that film? Road to Perdition. Yeah. So, but that movie, I'm only bringing it up because like that was like a, the most recent thing that I've seen oh. that was just like, oh, that was a film. You uh-huh. know, like that was a movie. Like, yeah. is there any like movies or anything that you've seen recently that you watched and you're Impactful. just a- at least a little impressed? Or yeah. it was more just like, 
Dang, yeah, that was a fun movie. Right? That was a good time at the movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I feel you on that. Yeah. Dude, like Delicious. that one. I have, I, I, whenever I was would tell people to go see, I was like, I haven't ever cried that many happy tears mm-hmm. and sad tears oh, in right? one movie. I was like, especially you. at the end. You. Oh, when they're like, I mean, well, they're not, no spoilers, but it's been out. That's true. It's been out like a year. But yeah, when they're hugging at the end and they're just talking about like their love, there's no, I've seen, I saw it like three times in theaters, I think. Every time my eyes would water a little bit. Yeah. But the first time, especially, but I was like, can't cry. I was like, don't cry. Dude, I got to meet a Michelle yo and Woo, Kwan at an event because she like, was take me home with you <laughs> Damn. Can, I, can i live with you that, for bro yeah <laughs> i know michelle's rolling it yeah right but dude Michelle, like well, I, I i just was genuinely like like i i told michelle it's like i know you said like this is like the movie you've been waiting for yeah, yeah. so like like what like i, I was just wanted to ask them questions yeah yes. so, uh, so i just was like asking her about that i asked kihei kwan about like like to come back to film and to come back to acting and like what it felt like for him and it's just like they're such like those two like as people are so dope yeah. oh, nice. and i was just like it was so it was like i was like i could meet i don't know i'm a big basketball fan i could meet yeah. lebron that would have been i mean that's lebron james yeah but like LeBron james. To, to talk to those two i was like this is amazing special yeah. special yeah. so yeah. special to like because that movie made such impact Dude. on me. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. 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 Uh, that one, I mean, Parasite was a movie. I was going to oh, talk yeah. about that, too. Bon it was Jim such Hoff. a one that won that award. Yeah. It was like uh, the, the first Oscar. foreign. It won, it won uh, what is the first Korean movie to win? First uh, best foreign picture. film yeah. at all, or, or foreign, foreign yeah. film? Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. To, really? win, to yeah. win feature of the They're year. Like, what about Pan's Labyrinth? Didn't Pan's Labyrinth win? Which one? Pan's Labyrinth didn't that win best picture? That's not no. That's not considered. Is it not a foreign film? An international movie because yeah. he's he's so mainstream and he does US. a lot of american but i thought at the time it was okay okay I just or like native language or like foreign language speaking mm, yeah. something Sorry. like that was amelie but it was the first one to, to okay like okay. the uh international language i'm gonna stop contesting that movie was <laughs> no, great. yeah i remember it was a big big news yeah, big deal. yeah. academy was, award yeah. for best picture yeah mm-hmm. it was Crazy. And for best directing, yeah. for writing, I, Screen Actors Guild Award for outstanding Academy Award for best great. international mm-hmm. film. I remember after that we kind of like that's when you're like you kind of like because it won 2020, right? 2000, like, yeah, yeah, and basically it was like kind of like a, a, a pandemic film, right? Mm-hmm. So then after that we just binge watched all like we binge watched Old Boy, mm-hmm. Handmaiden, The Howling, Two Sisters, like. Also, all the Bong Joon Ho, Snowpiercer, Okja. Um, I just host. rewatched Okja o- recently. Okja is a great like it's. I never watched it. It's just it. dark. Yeah, that's it's a good dark. one. It's that's about uh, it's about these super pigs, and then this girl like takes her super pig to like go, um, into the city, and then she finds out that like they butcher them. Oh. And then, like you know, you hold on, you're gonna spoil too much. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. That's like, like that's a, that's a premise. Come on, a premise, what are you doing? Right? And then, like you know, a bunch of stuff happens. You know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, Snowpiercer. It's a, you know, it's the apocalypse. They try to like snow. There's snow. Know, there's, snow. <laughs> there's something it's that piercing. pierces the snow, and that happens to be a train. Ah, uh, you know. Fair, and then uh, you got uh, was it Chris Evans like yeah. as a main character? I But gritty. But like, yeah, that that really like drove in the nail of like uh-huh. Korean content just hitting yeah. like yeah. after that you know you had Squid Game just blow oh, up Netflix uh, you yeah, know that was and like because so it costume. was a rise oh, it was a rise and then like after that now uh, like my favorite thing is like all the Korean like uh, food shows uh, like you know Cold Noodle Rhapsody they got the a new mukbangs. one about broth 
No, no, not, not like the people bro. like eating. That, that was a cool thing too. I'm gonna eat 300 storm. I'm gonna eat 300 burgers with a watch, and then it was like, oh, just eating. But speaking of new content, I saw the movie The Menu. Mm. With Anna Taylor Joy and Ralph Fiennes, and that is a crazy movie. Was it? That is cool. It's basically so the writer explained that how they go, or he went to this one restaurant where they basically take you on a thirty-minute boat ride to an island. Wow! In like Scandinavia. Whoa! And he's like, "We're kind of at the mercy of these people, Uh, you know." So he makes a movie about that, where like you know, Ralph Fiennes is like the head chef, and he's just like super coveted, won every award and whatnot. And then, you know, this girl, Anna Taylor-Joy, goes with uh, uh, her, like, partner to this thing. And then you find out, like, you know, like, it's a little twisted. Okay, you nice. Know? And it kind of, like, explains a lot of things. But the funniest part about it is that as I'm watching this, Adrian's like, this is us. Ah, You're that guy. You're just nerding so around. Funny. And he's like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, is know? it in theaters? Like, or like, it's in theaters. It just oh, okay. came out. Okay. Oh, I saw and, Black Panther too. That was yeah. amazing. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Right? Okay, that's amazing. Amazing. Great for representation. Well, uh, for me, it wasn't even that. I was just like, first off, the costume design was yeah. yes. crazy. I followed oh. the, that lady. Really? Yeah. Really? Her Dude. name is like Ruth, I think something. And she's like, does a costume. She's been doing it for really? decades. She's good. Suri's jumpsuit when they went to the college, I was like, I would buy that in a heart yeah. yeah. like She's like her, or her her whole uh sweatsuit looking oh, thing nice but then like the outfits were amazing i think i just think ryan coogler's like direction on that the was, dude dude amazing yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. so there's mixed there's like mixed uh reviews to an extent but then so then when i was watching the movie i was like I came in with an open mind uh-huh. and I was just like waiting for, I was like, there, when's that? Is there even going to be a moment where I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can understand why like there was even some, but then that moment never came for me right. as I watched the whole movie and yeah. I was like, this was like fun and enjoyable and cool and tight. And the action was like way more improved. It was such a more like action packed movie, but it was all done in a way where you could see what was going on. And like, it's like he heard all the feedback and improved on it. So I was like, this is a good movie. I don't know. That, that's my like one of my beefs with like film kids. Mm. Just bring it back to that. Uh Dude, I had so many like classmates that were like, oh, I, I hate Marvel, like, yeah. really? it's like, dude, go enjoy. How can you wow. enjoy yourself? Do you know that fun? Yeah, it's like, do you it's go to Disneyland scary. and just like be disappointed with like churros? Well, and- see, that was Chicago, so a bunch oh. of those, a bunch of those losers. Wow. Yeah. Disneyland. <laughs> have, 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 so. you, have you left uh, this town? Did, They're like the type understand? that goes to the movie already with a, a mindset, and yeah. they're just looking for things yeah. to like hate. You know, I this, won't enjoy this. This Let is me point five yeah. out of ten. Yeah, you're just a hater. Yeah, yeah. It creators and creators Create, creators <laughs> creators yeah. yeah there was a lot of that but yeah I, black panther was probably the most recent one i saw mm. okja i rewatched because my girlfriend had never seen it Dang. i feel, yeah, I feel bad because i couldn't spoil parts of it to her yeah. Yeah. but it, it's, I, I gotta see that yeah, the riddler's in it yeah you know, it was just like, uh, oh oh i know what you're saying now yeah, yeah. yeah. paul dano paul dano was good yeah oh the batman was great too no amazing colin farrell you play a penguin and a lobster, like he's amazing. <laughs> I think, I think, it could, I think it could be better than Christopher Nolan's trilogy. Whoa! I, Ooh. I like it because Hot take. Christopher Nolan's be like Batman's already an adult, uh. a Playboy adult. Like you have this current Batman kind of just dealing uh. with whatever he has. He doesn't know. I mean, he is the Batman, but obviously, like mentally, is just like mm-hmm. yeah. kind of like 
really young. Lacks experience. You know, yeah. he doesn't go out. Mm-hmm. Stays at home. I just know? think like the world building that they did there. Yes. Like it was such like like it felt like actually mm. Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like Christopher Nolan's was mm. literally just a city. It was literally just filmed in Chicago. Yeah. 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 The whole thing was filmed in Chicago oh, basically. Mm. So I was like, it was cool, but it was yeah. like this is just Chicago, and yeah. then but like the world building here right? and it's it's realistic but at the same time it's still in touch with like some of the yeah. original source material yeah. like him actually being a detective yeah you know not not just doing crazy superpower yeah. stuff and, and most yeah. importantly you got Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> yeah, most important. Oh, Catwoman. Catwoman. Ooh. Yeah. She, she, she did <laughs> not stay there. They had chemistry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I just love to watch new shit, but also I'll always go back to rewatching yeah, Community know, the and the yeah. new stuff. So. Nice. I would say most recently, the thing that I've been watching that I've been binging, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah, as the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's been 1899 on oh, Netflix. Oh, I heard that's good. Everyone's talking about it. Why? Watch it, Why? you son of a bitch. You have Why? to like pay attention to it, right? No, uh, uh, I feel like the creator I was... of the dark. You, the thing, no, it's one of those shows where it yeah, will it call your attention. Hmm. It's not one of those where you have to pay attention. It's like it's oh. things are. It's mood. It has like a momentum to it, and it also. <laughs> Gets crazy. Oh, there's it gets crazy. Oh, it gets really crazy in a crazy new. way. It gets where it goes. <laughs> you'll never expect. It's one of those what? shows where. Sorry, there's a these um, German directors creative team. Germans. They created this show called Dark, and okay. it's on Netflix. It's in German, so you got to read subtitles. But the shots are great, and it is probably one of the most one of the smartest shows I've ever seen as Hmm. far as the writing and the pacing and as development happens, they don't like tell you what it means. It's like they'll reveal something to you. And then there's so many moments where you're like, Oh fuck. If, if that's true, then that means that this is that. And that is that. And you're like, Oh my God. And it like, it's like the writing's so smart that it like <laughs> it's constantly like that where it allows you to fill in a blank Dope. in a way to where the world is just getting built and you're like then this means that and huh. that means that and holy shit and then you it makes you think about what the characters are going through on such yeah. a deeper level because you're like whoa that's crazy then that means that like that's his and she's his mm-hmm. and that's that and the, holy shit and <laughs> so you're like wow uh, a similar so 1899 okay. is from those excellent writers so i would say that dark is uh a bit more uh maybe intellectually dense i feel like 1899 hmm. is definitely hmm. more for this is like their damn album you know like, <laughs> nice. like i would say that like uh, dark is like to pimp a butterfly and i would say oh. that 1899 is like damn yeah. so like damn that was, was cool. kendrick's best-selling album and like the most streams or whatever all that stuff and it's because he created it with like a more general you know mm-hmm. it could appeal yeah. to more people yeah. And so I would say that it takes the smartness and the direction and like the creativity from Dark and it puts it in this eight episode huh. package where the momentum and the act, the things that are happening are enough for a general audience to get involved. And unlike Dark, which is almost entirely in German, 
1899 is predominantly English, but it's on a cruise ship heading from Europe to America in 1899. So there's French, like the main characters Uh, is a, it's a multicultural, multilingual main cast where I would say 60% is spoken in English, maybe 60 to 70%. And then the remainder is like, you know, speaking Mandarin, like Chinese and you're speaking uh, French and uh there's a multitude of languages that go on there's like dutch and Mm. like the characters don't understand each other Mm -hmm. but that's part of what also makes it interesting is that you have all these people who like and they are saying like i don't know what you're saying like they'll (laughs) they'll like someone will be like da 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 and they're like what did she say like you know it's like they're like trying to make it work and that just adds an extra layer to what's going on but especially when you get to um there's enough of a pull in episode one to keep you going and the momentum stays there. But once you get to like five and six, bruh, it's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. just finished it. And I'm like, whoa, 1899. They're parading that around. Yeah. Oh. It reminds me of like um, the era of like Shape of Water, like Rapture. Yeah. yeah it's like that old nostalgia, but that kind of like. Uh, yeah. I can oh, just tell you for a fact for that fact. you could not guess guess what happens or where it goes or what anything you just gotta watch it that show came out like like, it was like a a friday and i had a wedding on saturday i saw the thumbnail on friday i was like what's that you know i'm shooting the wedding and some 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 of the workers employees were setting up were like have you seen 1899 and i was like oh shit i've literally never heard of it yeah check it out and then if you like that check out dark because i think dark's incredible okay it's so smart it's so good it's so it leaves it doesn't do any hand holding i think it's like one of but it it makes it plain enough to where you can infer you can like understand you can like you know react to what's happening without having it like laid out it's just so like, well written for so it's just crazy yeah. as fuck and it keeps going <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. 1899 watch 1899 uh also watch dark if you like yes. that but cool. it was great yeah. crazy last, last thoughts final yeah, thoughts yeah. final thoughts for this final week thoughts. so we like to wrap up every episode with like final thoughts whatever you know thing you'd like to share with the people before we depart um we can start off with mr atticus warhol on the over uh, yonder. Uh, give thanks. Give thanks. That was your last. One. You know, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just so easy. But like <laughs> now, it's a, a little bit thanks. harder. Um, the holiday season is coming up, and I think we tend to focus a lot on getting you know large gifts or maybe something for that special someone. But realize maybe this is the time to. Give a little bit more of yourself to your parents and your family and your friends and maybe to someone in the community that just needs a little bit of help. So be giving of yourself and hopefully, selfishly, that returns back to you. Nice. Um, I would say, hmm, my like uh, I just listened to our last pod and one of the things was <laughs> something that like uh, it's still important. <laughs> Just like being present and practicing being present. I don't know. I don't know how many times I could say it, but uh, I think, you know, it seems like it's been a year for some people. It's been a year for me. Mm-hmm. It's been a year for some of my friends. And I think that, you know, uh, when we're going through things, our thoughts can really take us places that we don't necessarily need to be. 
but we don't know any better. You know, like sometimes, I don't know. Yeah, you're just so in the sauce of whatever you're going through. And I just want to remind you guys to to be aware of the type of the way that you're thinking. Uh, Be aware of like the negative thoughts you have so you can allow them to just kind of go through you and not like hang on to it. Don't hang on to the negative thoughts because as soon as you're doing that, for however long you're doing it, you're thinking about something you did, you know. I remember like being younger, I could I could really sit on some negative thoughts for hours. Mm-hmm. And that whole time is just like wasted time. Like I'm, I'm not even living at that point. I'm living in, a, in something that happened in the past. So I'm just gonna say it again, to try and practice like being aware of the type of like thinking that you have going on. Notice, try and pay attention to when you find yourself feeling down and you're like having negative thoughts and just be like, maybe, you know, ask why am I having these thoughts? Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, or I need to let this thought go and like remind myself I'm here right now and I'm okay. So yeah, just um, my final thoughts again is to just try and practice being present. Would you like to share a final thought for the people? Um, I think what you both said is great. And I, I don't know if it's because you brought it back to mental health and the changing ties thing or if that's truly what you were thinking. But either way, I thought it was dope. Thanks. Uh, for me, what I always say is listen, learn, grow. You got to listen to people. You learn from it and then you grow from it. So mm-hmm. listen, learn, grow. Nice. Real. Um, my final thought is, you know, it's the end of the year it's december we made it made it through another year of life we did that thing yeah we did it that was quick i, I know. know it's but it, it's like all right you know we all came off a hot year you know it's piping hot this mm-hmm. year so just uh, let that cool weather and that cold <laughs> air calm your spirits down calm your soul down and try and take a little breather if you can unless you're in the you know e-commerce like clothing <laughs> you know Retail industry is oh terrible boy. right now, but your time will come in January. For everyone else, <laughs> take a little time to calm your spirit down and, uh, you know, get ready for this next year. I think that uh, we made it. So uh, this round of applause goes to us. We're yeah. all awesome for getting here. And, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Dipped in Nonsense podcast. And thank you so much to our special guest. Matthew, what a hero. Thanks, uh, we'll catch y'all next time. Yeah.